de Riveros. Ramos. ¡Rocky! ¡Gol! ¡Gol! Un parque de diversión en la defensa peruana. Pescó el balón Roque Santa Cruz. Welcome to the final day of our 12 World Cup Moments of Christmas, where we have been looking at some of the most unique and strange moments from World Cups gone by. Today we're taking a final trip back to Italia 90 for an iconic moment from Cameroon's Roger Miller. Here we are, day 12. Liam Baxter, how are you? Yeah, this is this is it, the final day. The, the tree's looking a bit dead, the tinsel's falling off, the, the recycling bin is full of cans. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of starting to put things away, pack it all back in boxes and, you know, what better way to end it than than with a jig by the corner flag. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit sad to be uh, ending the, the, the 12 World Cup moments, but, you know, we've got plenty more episodes uh, to come throughout uh, throughout this year. So, you know, we hope that you'll stick with us and enjoy those too. But we're we're end, ending on a high with a particularly special moment from Italia 90 aren't we yeah i mean this is i mean we've we've looked at so many iconic moments throughout world cup history even whether it's these 12 days or over the past sort of one and a half seasons and yeah this is just another one i mean this this kind of this goal celebration kind of sets in motion the way that I, I mean, I don't think it's an understatement to say that the way that modern go- modern goals in football are celebrated now, mm. because before you've just got like, if you watch any goal from the '66 World Cup, it, like the ball goes in and someone raises a hand and gets surrounded by che- teammates to get congratulated. There's there's no real artistry or yeah. thought put into it. No pageantry. It's just, no, nothing. It's just like, yeah, oh, we we scored. Well done. Right, put the ball back on the center circle. Let's go again. Um, yeah, and. This one is there's some thought gone into it. It's creative, it's fun. So yeah, this is this is when Cameroon took on Romania in the second game of their nineteen ninety kind of group phase. Mm. And it comes just kind of one game after that historic one that went over 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 Argentina that we, we spoke about in the Maradona episode. So Absolutely. Yeah, and this I think what makes it extra special as well is that, you know, we're talking about a thirty eight year old Roger Miller making the world smile with a dancing mm. goal celebration. A man who had actually retired from international football three years earlier, but is persuaded to join up with the team at Italia 90. Um, and then, you know, carried on um, to play at USA 94, um, you know, in his 40s. I think it's quite, um, I don't know how to describe it, like a great bookend to to his career because his career is really really long he's, he's he played a lot of football like an awful lot of football and he's one of those players that is most remembered around the world for what he did in a Cameroon shirt um, and not only just for the celebrations but the goals that he scores in this tournament and certainly in in this game um, are unreal you know you sit there and go you know you try 
putting a 38 year old player in you know say england were to go to the qatar 2022 world cup and they were to call up peter crouch or something you'd be like hang on what <laughs> yeah the the story of of miller's career it's sort of it's 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 everyone focuses on the end i suppose because it's, yeah. it's basically this fairy tale ending where he gets to 38 years old never played in a world cup before and he gets the call where he's essentially living in in semi-retirement he's he's on reunion island which is a sort of french mm. sort of i guess colony i don't know um just off the coast of madagascar and I found out when I looked at that that it's actually the birthplace of Laurent Robert and Dimitri Payet. Oh, um, didn't know that. So he was, yeah, he, he's called up at 38 to go to Italian 90 and then acts as this kind of super sub, really, because he comes on mm. and, and scores these two against, um, against Romania in the second game, breaks the, the, the record for being the oldest goal scorer in a World Cup tournament, scores a few more goals later on, takes Cameroon to the World Cup quarterfinals, and then four years later at USA 94, he breaks his own record again as the oldest goal scorer at a tournament. So, like, yeah. it's a really long... Like, footballers' careers, they, they don't last too long. But to get to 38 and not have any recognition and then to have this four-year period where just, like, the, the world's eyes are on you, it's, um, it's just, you know, it's different, isn't it? Well, put it this way, right? So, um, Roger Miller's first season in professional football was 1968 and his last season in professional football is 1996. So he spanned so many decades then. So that's what, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. That's, it's not many footballers that can span, that have the longevity to play in four different decades, really. It's, mm. Yeah, it's extremely impressive. And it's just, it's very, very different. No one, there's there's not many other players where their peak comes at 38 years old, really. It, whether mm. it's the peak of their footballing powers or just the peak of their achievements, like it's, there's not many players like that where it comes right at the very end. Yeah, I mean, and the first goal that he scores against Romania is, is you know, particularly special as well. I mean, the ball is basically booted up, uh, booted upfield for by a Cameroon defender. Um, you know, it's kind of like a just try to get rid of it kind of move. You've got Romanian defender rushing back to try and deal with it, and and Roger Miller's just decided to to leg it after this ball. The defender then makes an absolute hash of dealing with it, and and, <laughs> and Miller's then able to nick it off of him. Yeah score you know this massively brilliant athletic um, move with you know some really deft touches as well um, which is incredibly difficult to do when you're moving at speed uh, and then he just rushes off to the corner corner flag and gleefully dances around it while all his teammates come and join him it's it's such a happy moment yeah really quite unexpected as well i think because with, like with the whole sort of goal celebration thing it it doesn't it, the, the fact that it, he sort of had the wherewithal to to score his first World Cup goal at 38 is a massive achievement. Yeah. To score for sort of to, to take the lead against um, to get against Romania in the in the group stage for Cameroon, having already beaten Argentina, that essentially if it, it's so late on in the game that scoring would probably seal their place in you know the second phase of that yeah. World Cup, which hasn't happened before, and to still kind of be wrapped up in that kind of emotion and how well you're doing at this stage of your career and sort of what you're doing for your country at this point to have the wherewithal to just be like right, I'm going to jig around the corner flag now <laughs> like it's yeah it's just to have that kind of mental capacity to be like well I'm, who knows when I'll be able to do this again I might as well have some fun with it and yeah. the there's leading up to the 2010 World Cup Coca-Cola released this kind of advert called the history of celebration and it starts with I mean it's all based around Roger Miller and the, the mm. start of the advert just says 20 years ago an African named Roger Miller celebrated a goal in a way that no one else has ever done before which 
so true. Like I'd never, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in the footage that we've watched, the games that we've watched throughout this podcast. I've never seen anyone just have the, just the mental capacity to just enjoy having scored a goal. It's normally the kind of raw emotion of just like, you know, kind of running around mm. with or without your teammates. But this is just, you know, it's just a, a little moment of, of fun, of enjoying yourself, actually taking a For moment sure. to just, you know, announce yourself on the stage, on the world stage. And I think, you know, the kind of advert then runs through the history of goal celebrations at the World Cup and how Miller sparked something in footballers around the world that the goals could be celebrated in like a creative way and not mm. just through these kind of sheer explosions of emotion. And I think this is, I mean, it's probably safe to say that it's probably the catalyst for like a plethora of the ingenious celebrations that follow afterwards. Like mm. without Miller, do we get Balotelli's Why Always Me? <laughs> do we get Francesco Totti's selfie with the crowd? Do we get, yeah. you know, the Icelandic team that kind of pretended to fish for a teammate? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> the choreographed ones, the South African one in 2010 where they did the... the um, the oh, they opened the scoring against Mexico and then sort of five or six of them went over to the corner flag and kind of danced around. Oh yes, bit. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. Shabalala's you know, goal. That was it. You're completely correct because I think there's two things for me. Is is that one? It's the the movement from football to you know they view football is described these days as it's an entertainment business. It's not just the sporting thing. It's mm -hmm. it's an entertainment business. So this is one of those things that moves it more to where it is now. And I think people will sort of underestimate the significance of this as an event. But also, the other thing that I think of, you know, people talk about um, historic World Cup moments and they talk about this celebration. They don't necessarily remember or have ever seen the goal that went with it. And you sit there and go, this isn't just like... A guy celebrating having a nice time this is a guy who scored a fucking world-class goal in a world cup and is quite rightfully celebrating the fact that he's just done something that you know 99 percent of human population cannot do yeah yeah <laughs> definitely like... yeah no i completely <laughs> there's just like i feel like there's there's also because there's there's the scoring of the goal right there's the joy to be found in actually scoring a goal hmm. and then like as a fan, I always think that I don't know. I feel like there's more joy to be found in like the celebration afterwards because we talk a lot about like on this podcast, but like the joy of football as like a kid. We're always asking each other mm. like, "Oh, what do you remember about this tournament? Or what do you remember about this game?" And like, there's also like, "What do you remember about playing football as a youngster and stuff?" And like, I I was shit at football as a kid, right? So, <laughs> so I'll be the first to admit that I was never able to like recreate any of my favorite goals in the back garden mm. or in the park or whatever at school. But there are countless times where like I'd scored some tiny shitty little tap in and then run off celebrating, holding my finger to my <laughs> lips and sliding on my knees like Thierry Henry. Like yeah. there's something to be said about recreating or like mimicking a famous celebration, which is far more achievable and accessible than mimicking an exquisite finish. So there's something in that where it's, it just makes the Miller one a little bit more special. Like, mm every single one of us can all dance like that if we want to like probably couldn't score like that but i could definitely go and dance around yeah. the corner flag like that which i think it just makes it like just all the more joyful to watch it was always a shearer's celebration for me not that the I hand scored, in the air not that i yeah. ever scored many goals because I, I always played as a defender so <laughs> 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 on the rare occasions that I would pop up with a goal uh, after a bullet header 
uh, well, yeah, it, yeah. Normally would be sort of set pieces or something. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it was always always Shearers for me. But um, yeah. I just always thought that was the, the the night. Like I think the best bit of scoring as a kid was always the celebration afterwards. I wasn't really mm. fussed how it went in the net. I don't think <laughs> yeah. anyone was. It's always like, oh, what can I copy now? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, can exactly. I? Shall I put the shirt over my head like Ravinelli, or you know, hold your hand up like Shearer, or slide on your knees like Thierry Henry? Like there's all sorts of kind of iconic celebrations you can choose from, and arguably it starts with with Roger Miller. Yeah, and you look at how it's all crossed over now as well. You've got famous goal celebrations that have been put into things like Fortnite. You've yep. then got... Or vice versa, copied uh, and, from Fortnite. And, I mean, Griezmann. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it, it then goes the other way. So the impact of this moment crosses over into so many things that people probably don't even realise, but this is the nucleus of, of you know what we have today. You know, Jamie Vardy punching a corner flag. You might not have that. <laughs> he might just run around and go cheers and go back to the centre circle. But, but you know, it all starts here. And, you know, what a what a wonderful way to end the 12 World Cup moments of Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Great pick for the end. Well done. Mm. This is excellent. Cool. Well, thank you for, for joining us on this 12-day journey through, you know, weird bits and fun stuff from, from the World Cups. We will be back with another episode in your podcast feeds soon. So look out for that and we will speak to you uh, very shortly, I'm sure. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. 